98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Bigley and Murata. Social Studies. Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. On a Monday morning, Big Red Monday, and uh, here to take us through some social studies on Twitter, the one, the only, the ruthless, Sarah Cazell. Wow, the one, the only. Thank you so much, Vince Morata. You're, yes, you're the one and only Sarah Cazell I've ever met. Yeah, I'm the only Sarah Cazell I've ever met, too. Yeah. Not a whole lot of Cazells run, running around in the U.S., at least. So. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, congrats to all who are tuning in for the one and only Sarah Cazell. This is this is your time, guys. Yeah, how about it? <laughs> it's social studies, everyone. We're on Twitter at Bickley underscore Murata at Bickley underscore Murata. I've said it a couple times recently, but I see our following continue oh, to yeah. grow. We are getting so close to a big number. You know what that means? Jared's going to ask you to follow us. Bickley and our, and our underscore Murata, you and, losers. And follow our us. Follower total will drop off. Just pay people. No, come on, just yeah, come yeah. on. That's right. right. That's right. You're begging for followers. Stop groveling, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> okay, friends, let's get into our first question for today's edition of Social Studies, a Victory Monday edition of Social Studies, although, as we've uh, established in the first three hours of the show, it's kind of like a, well, they did win, but that win didn't really feel good, if you're a Cardinals fan. Um, we are asking first, open-ended, what is your biggest takeaway from the Cardinals' win over the Panthers? For me, it's just got to be the fact that they they are two and two through four games. Yeah. If you didn't know, the, if you just watched the games and didn't know the score, uh, which is impossible to do, I, I get what I'm saying. <laughs> you wouldn't think that this would be possible at, at, uh, to be two and two. So yeah. they've yeah. navigated to the point through some 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 rough waters to be where they want to be. We knew this was going to be. Uh, a tough stretch without maybe their best offensive player, not named Kyler Murray, but mm-hmm. that's the biggest takeaway. The start of the season is kind of look like the worst case scenario, and yet their record wise, they might be at where the best case scenario would have been. That even in that's a best a case point. scenario, Absolutely. they might not have beaten the Chiefs or the Rams. That's right. We were not ever expecting right. those wins, banking right. on those wins. Yeah, exactly. So, so for all the drama and weirdness and nonsense, they're. Sitting pretty, yeah. It's, they, it's they, they've beaten crazy. They've beaten two beatable teams. Mm-hmm. They've lost to two teams that I think are clearly better than them right now. But they have a chance to rectify that yep. next week. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, a big test to really uh, find out where they are as a team in Week Five against the only undefeated team left in the NFL, the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, biggest takeaways from our listeners in the Cardinals' win over Carolina yesterday. Uh, Dude in the desert says the Cardinals' defense is underrated. Hollywood and Hopkins are going to be a problem for defenses as well. Shut up, Jarrett. David Gerkensmeyer says the Cardinals beat a worse team than them. Beat a worse team than them. Okay, I'm I'm working through it over here. They beat a worse team. team. We can just stop there. Parker Evans says Hollywood Brown was well worth the draft pick that was traded away um, in the offseason. Diego Rivers says, I came home from church. I saw the score and took a nap. I had a good feeling they would wake up in the second half like I did. And sure enough, after feeling refreshed, the Cardinals started bawling. Let's go. So Diego Rivers just needs to take his post-church nap every Sunday and the Cardinals will be fine. I guess the late kickoff, uh, the, the late Eastern time zone kickoff paid off for That's Diego. Absolutely. Yeah. And then 
Ref Robbie is going through it. He says the play calling is a joke. Down in distance, be damned. It's like spin the wheel and see which play is going to be called next. The tendency to get cute in the red zone has been a constant in this regime. So that's something to know as well. Um, even though, again, we are discussing a Cardinals win today, it's still a lot of angst from our listeners in the in the Twitter mentions right now. I'm, yeah. I'm going through some of that angst right now. Yeah, that's okay. All right, let's get on to our next question. Fill in the blank, Cardinals fans. This season, the difference between the first half and the second half in Cardinals games is like the difference between blank and blank. As creative as you want to get. Oh, uh, I didn't see this. I've prepared nothing. Oh, that's okay. I'm, I'm on the spot now. Yeah. Well, you know our listeners always come through with these kinds the of questions. We, yeah. we can backfill it. Absolutely. A C note says the difference between the first half and second half for the Cardinals is like uh, the difference between Major League One and Two. Oh. Do you guys agree with that? The movie? Okay. Although, it was basically the same movie. They just made it twice. But didn't with you Omar say how much you hate Major Snipes. League Two? I, am I, am no, I misremembering? Major League Three is what you're Major thinking. Major League Three is terrible. Oh. Major League Two was watchable a couple times. Not nearly as good as the original. Okay, how about this one? It's like the difference between, Apache Jedi Bear says, a garage sale and Scottsdale Fashion Square. How about that? Like it. <laughs> that works. How about that? That works. Okay. I relate to that one. I love me some Scottsdale Fashion Square. <laughs> I love a garage sale. You know Touching other people's stuff. I love it. I hate it. <laughs> you love it. I That's love weird. It. That is just weird. If yeah, if I know that this has been part of your life and in your I, home I'm and kinda, in, yeah, I'm kind of with Sarah. Covered that. in your I, skin yeah, dust. That, I don't want yeah, it. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. I'm not buying a loofah from them. <laughs> Everything is covered well, in skin dust. Yeah, clothes is basically wearable loofahs. Jared. <laughs> Oh, that somebody said it's it, the first and the second half is like the difference between a hand and a fruit. <laughs> How about the difference between the D-backs bullpen and their starting staff? Ooh, from Chazinator. That's a pretty good one. Yep. I like that one. Uh, Rachel H says the difference between the first half and the second half is like when Jarrett does updates versus when anyone else does updates. <laughs> Guess who it is? Thanks, girl. <laughs> David Deaton says the difference is the 2022 playoff Suns and the. 2021 playoff Suns. Ooh. Ooh, guess who it is. Guess what it wow, is. that was loud. Yes, it was. Yeah. All right, let's get to our final question in today's edition of Social Studies. In honor of the Adelaide 36ers who beat the Suns by 10 last night at Footprint Center, we have a four-option poll for you guys pertaining to Australia. What is your favorite thing about Australia? Is it Crocodile Dundee, the Great Barrier Reef, the fact that every animal there can kill you? That would be your favorite thing Why about would that it? be a favorite uh, thing? I don't know. Or Hugh Jackman, who's also an animal that can kill you in some of his um, oh, with films. Oh, the Wolverine. The yeah. he has on his Wolverine hands. Yeah. Is there anything else about Australia oh, that I you would like know. to Maybe throw Maybe ACDC would be of something course. that would come to mind. Of course. I was shocked Margot Robbie didn't make the cut. Would she not have won this poll? Lauren Jackson, one of the best oh. WNBA players in history. Come Who's on, Jared. That's only four right. options. Former son, Aaron Baines. That's right. Who's back playing in Australia, I by did, the way. I did say, and then the parentheses, if your choice is not there, please tell us. Yes. The, um, they only had four choices. As somebody who spent a month in Sydney, I, I got to tell you, the best thing about Australia is the people. 
how friendly and funny and uh, politically incorrect every one of them is. I, it's so great. I know it's only a TV show. There's a television show that's on. It's based in Australia. It's called Frayed. It's being. Uh, it's on HBO Max. It is. I think it's brilliant. But one of the things that I love about it is every character is so bluntly honest. And oh, I've talked to people and they're like, that's the way Australians really it are. Mm-hmm. It is. And I'm, I'm telling you, it's during the Olympics, they had this local show, these two guys, they did a, a weekly TV show and all they did was skewer <gasps> everything that happened that day in the Olympics. Their ratings were through the roof and then some. They were the breakout stars of the Sydney Olympics. That sounds incredible. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the way they... They are. They just, it's, yeah. yeah, there's no filter and it's fabulous. To huh? that point, Daylight Film says his favorite thing about Australia is the chill vibe of the people. They don't give a blank about keeping up with the Joneses. They love, quote, giving it a go. They're uh-huh. adventurous and they vacation harder than most cultures. It's a very fun place to be. Uh, of the four options listed, 33% said the Great Barrier Reef is their favorite thing about Australia. 27% said the fact that every animal can kill you. 23 3% voted for Hugh Jackman. 18% voted for Crocodile Dundee. Steve Irwin uh, got a couple write-ins. Yeah. Um, Elle McPherson got a write-in. Hall of Famer, Elle McPherson. Um, it's a Lifetime Achievement Award, though, at this point. <laughs> the Accent got a mention. Um, the Accent, yeah. it, it is a tremendous accent. Uh-huh. And the ability to capture that accent has eluded me my entire oh, really? life. I can't do it. Wow. Yeah. For somebody as vocally skilled as you. <laughs> I'm surprised. I like Brian's answer. Toilets go backwards. Yes, I'm easily amused, which also explains my affinity to this show. <laughs> right. Brian gets it. Touche, Brian. Touche. Brian gets it. That's funny. <laughs> well done. And, you know. Oh, the Helmsworth brothers. Sure. The, Hel- the, um, the Helmsworth the, the brothers? Hel- Helmsworth. Hems- uh, That's how you Helmsworth? say it in Australian. <laughs> brothers? It's a silent L in, in American, but in... That's a- in American, yeah. <laughs> All right, that's the end of social studies. Yes, it is. We need a break. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks to everybody who uh, chimed in. Big Red Monday rolls on. It's Bickley and Murata mornings live from the Ak Chin Community Studios, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Big Red Monday and Bickley and Murata mornings on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. No doubt. I mean, that's, that's been our issue is, is we've been behind so much. And, uh, I mean, we know the offense has been struggling some, and our defense played at a high level, which kept us in it. But we, we can't, you know, against these top offenses that we faced the first three weeks, we put ourselves in a big hole and weren't able to climb out really until, you know, Las Vegas game late. That's Cliff Kingsbury uh, commenting on the running game yesterday. 37 run attempts for the Cardinals, uh, which is a, a number that, is comfortable for them. Thirty-two throws, so more runs than than passes yesterday after the, you know, out of whack ratio that we saw the week before against the Rams, and that's one of the things. You know, we we've kind of touched on it, but I don't think we've hit on it maybe enough today. Um, the commitment to the run game, yeah, the production in the run game was it flashy? No, they didn't have any runs more than fifteen yards. It was three point six yards a pop in total. 
But um, getting different players involved, uh, there was three running backs involved yesterday. Connor had 15 carries. Benjamin had five. Daryl Williams had had four carries. That has not been uh, one of the strong suits for Cliff Kingsbury is to rely on different backs, and they were able mm-hmm. to get three involved. Kyler Murray talked about that. It's great. It's great to see all them uh, take your time, make plays. They all made plays, too. It wasn't just, you know, uh, here and there, but they all, you know, they all had uh, – From a roster standpoint, leading up to this season, we were all pretty much in agreement. Hey, you got Daryl Williams, who was you know over 1,100 yards from scrimmage in Kansas City as your second or third guy. Mm -hmm. Eno Benjamin being uh, as lauded as he was in the preseason, and James Conner. That's a pretty good room that they're leaning on. They kept five running backs total. Um, that that was on display yesterday. This yeah. is this is a strength, and they were able to exploit that strength once they got the lead. Yesterday. Really like the physicality of this running back room. I really like uh, in what I've seen of this Daryl Williams guy. He, he he gets he gets through the line of scrimmage very fast. Mm-hmm. He gets going north and south very fast. Uh, James Conner is is more of a of a plotter, but he but he, he I think he brings the mentality to that to the entire room. So yeah, listen, I I think the physicality. Level uh, of the Cardinals, I think it was it was good yesterday. Mm-hmm. Now, is it good enough to beat a really good team and a really good quarterback? That's that's up in the air. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. And, and another thing we haven't talked about yet too was the way the offensive line played. And they were shorthanded. Justin Pugh aggravated the elbow injury. He left early. Will Hernandez got ejected for defending James Conner. Frankie Louvu threw James Conner to the ground, and there was a little bit of a fracas there. And in trying to get to his teammate to protect him, Will Hernandez gets, you know, they they determined hitting a, mm-hmm. a, an official from behind. I thought it was a little ticky-tack. Uh, it was a little thin skin by the officials, but he gets ejected. So they got, you know, 40% yeah. of their offensive line out. Kyler Murray talked about the uh, Will Hernandez ejection. I wish Will hadn't done it because I just knew they would have looked for any reason to, you know, make it a back and forth thing when it really, he was just, you know, he was just protecting James and, and uh, the late hit, you know, the throwing down was a little, a little egregious, but it is what it is. I thought that was a ticky tack ejection. Do you agree? Yeah, I kind of do. I, I, th- I think. But I think there's a, a there's zero tolerance with it, and the fact that it wasn't incidental sideways contact that Will Hernandez was making a beeline towards somebody, and the fact that the ref was in his way didn't make a difference. Yeah, get, so, get I, out of the way, ref. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's the matter? Don't you have eyes in the back of your head, ref? Come on, did you see me coming? I'm 340 pounds for goodness sakes. <laughs> Cliff Kingsbury talked about, hey, where is that line when it comes to defending teammates in a situation like that? Yeah, I mean, there's a line you, you can't swing. Obviously, you know, I think you can get in front of the guy and, and protect your guy. But when you start doing that, that you cross the line, and we all know that. I mean, that, that's laid out um, plainly that that's something you cannot do in this league. And, and so we got to be smarter in those situations. That had been building, though. Mm-hmm. Earlier in the show, you mentioned uh, before the pick six by Louvu that he took down Kyler Murray on a run for a loss. And, and it was a little bit demonstrative in throwing him to oh, the he ground. Was. A lot, of people, a lot of people on social media were calling maybe for a roughing penalty there. Didn't get it. Um, so I think that was building. The Luvu was maybe taking some some yeah. liberties with with uh, the Cardinals. I thought I thought I thought that was a little bit of I thought it was a little soft for Kaiser to be asking for a roughing penalty. A guy a guy who was bull rushing from the middle. 
kind of ankle tackled him or ankle grabbed him, and one guy just pushed him. I, I guess technically you could have called it. Hey, why not I, ask I for just, it? Well, uh, every, every other quarterback's I getting those. I guess. I guess. Uh, but they overcame that. Now, mm-hmm. Cliff Kingsbury talked about, all right, second half, the offense kicks in, obviously more productive in the second half. They scored 23 straight points during this win. Did you learn anything offensively in that second half that can carry over? This is the million-dollar question moving forward. I hope so. Um, we were able to you know, stick to our game plan. We all said as a staff, saying, hey, we're not going to get out of whack. We're not going to go all 11 personnel, you know, two-minute, stick to our game plan. Um, and that, that's what works. And so hopefully we can get going. I know the stat is, you know, we win a bunch of games when we rush 30-plus times, and, and we don't when we don't. And so we got to find a way to try and get those rushes when we can. And fortunately, we're able to stay in the, the game plan and not get too far behind because our defense played so well that, that we could stick to our guns and, and find a way to win. And that's the truth. That's where you give the credit to. The defense allowed them to be comfortable in yeah. sticking to the game plan. To me, I, there was a pocket of the game near the end of the game that, that I think we're sort of getting at here that I thought was monstrously uh, important to everything that happened. And I'm talking about the Will Hernandez ejection, okay, because on that play – Frankie Louvu was clearly going to get penalized for unsportsmanlike conduct, uh-huh. clearly. So the Cardinals would have had the ball first and goal from about the three-yard line. The fact that they called that penalty on Will Hernandez made those things offsetting, and then the drive just got wonky from there. That's the same drive that Kyler Murray got ticked off at Cliff Kingsbury, where the play clock almost expired, um, where James Conner got flagged for holding, and, and then suddenly you're looking at third and twenty. Seven, right? And they ended up kicking a field goal to get the lead. But that drive, because of those offsetting penalties, robbed what I thought was going to be a clear touchdown for the Cardinals. So so I thought in real time, uh-oh, that, that might come back to bite the Cardinals yep. and clear it. And, and the very next play, it was the pass deflection by J.J. Watt, turned it into an inter- interception. Then they scored the touch. But th- those moments in between there... That could have been really, really influential. And what we talked about, I mean, that whole stretch starts at at, uh, first and 10 at the Carolina, first to goal at the 10-yard line. Yeah. And like you said, it ends up being third and 27, and they have to settle for the field goal. It was only 13 to 10 at that point. That could have been instrumental. What we talked about last week, when this offense bogs down, you know, they've had troubles in, in a number of different areas. But when they get behind the sticks and something disrupts their forward flow, they have a really hard time responding to it. Yeah. And yeah, so th- there was a sack. Uh, then you had, the, the, well, the offsetting penalties, then the sack, then a holding penalty on, on James Conner. Um, that, that, you're right. That very well could have defined the rest of right. that game. It, it, but that tip by J.J. Watt that immediately ensued and the interception by Dennis Gardeck, that's what turned the game into a, basically a one-sided affair at that point. Mm-hmm. But, but that, but th- th- those sequence of plays, I really thought in real time, uh oh, that's a window that, you know, is open for Carolina, but they the Carolina couldn't get through Carolina a door. Sucks. They couldn't get through a window. They need one of those big garage doors. That's what they need. To That's walk what through. they need. They need one of those LA houses with a really big door. Now, uh, to what you were saying, Matt Rule just said that Baker Mayfield will continue. Do you know why? To be the starting. Sam Darnold is not ready. Or good. The well. If he was ready, they'd be making. Even they give him a chance. But but uh, the report this morning was that he is not close to returning yet. Even though he's eligible to get off the IR, his ankle is still gotcha. jacked up. Well, 
Have fun with that, Carolina. Yeah. How about uh, that, huh? You can text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620. Right now, coming up next, it's Monday. we got to hand out some hardware. We'll do it straight ahead. It's Bickley and Murata mornings on this Big Red Monday, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Time to take a look at the Arizona Sports Poll Question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Hello, everybody. Welcome into Bickley and Murata Mornings on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. We are talking all things Arizona Cardinals today following their win over the Panthers on the road yesterday. So we're going to ArizonaSports.com now to look at today's poll question. And Dan, Vince, I want to know who your MVP was in yesterday's win. One, two, three, four, five options for you to vote on. Who was your MVP for the Cardinals? Kyler Murray, Hollywood Brown, J.J. Watt, Zach Allen, or Dennis Gardeck? Lance Joseph. Oh, five good choices. Yeah, um, Vic's got a good pick. Of the five, I, I would say Zach Allen. Yeah, out of the five you mentioned, that's where my vote goes. All right, let's place a vote for Zach Allen. Oh, yeah, 44% of our voters went with Zach Allen. 26% voted for J.J. Watt. 13% pointed to Hollywood Brown as their MVP. 9% for Dennis Gardeck. 8% for Kyler Murray. There you go. Wow. Spread out. Yes, but a clear a clear win for yes. Zach Allen. Way to go, Zach. That's your uh, Sanderson Ford poll question on the homepage at ArizonaSports.com. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Bickley and Murata handing out the hardware. Hardware, it's our version of the award show. We do it on Monday mornings. It's brought to you by our friends at Revitalize. Make changes that can last a lifetime. Join the Bickley and Murata revolution with Revitalize. 480-435-3557. Look, these awards could be Cardinals related. They could be from anything we saw over the weekend. Who wants to start? I'll start. Bick, you start. Uh, my first award, and this is in honor of Jared Carlin. No, don't start with this one. Do it. Oh, it's it. the Poop Fest Award. <laughs> I had such a better name for it. Oh, did you? What is it? The Dookie Metcalf. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Mine was, congrats, you're definitely going to be in the Sports Kebab Award. Am I, only, am <laughs> I the only one that you're wasn't going to touch this award? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Duke, I work with children. The Duke <laughs> I pooped my pants. Uh, so if you didn't know, Little Nas X was in concert and in the oh this is a different oh, okay this good is a different award different award is it though it? oh wow is it though is it <laughs> I pooped my pants right and he stopped the concert mid concert and said I'll be back shortly folks and he came back and said I was literally dropping demons <laughs> that was his phrase I've heard of dropping deuces shut up Jared poop fest I've never heard of dropping demons <laughs> you're really a poop fest <laughs> well oh, let me go that. next oh, yeah, go Vinny. ahead, Jarrett. Let's hear what because you got. My oh, award. We got to go back to back on the fecal related <laughs> stuff. My award is the Dookie Metcalf Award, and that goes to DK Metcalf, who, during the middle of the Seahawks game, was carted off the field uh-huh. because he had to. Because he pooped his pants. He didn't poop his pants, but he had to go very badly. Do you need the sound, Jarrett? Do you, do you, I have it. I'm more prepared than you are for your own story. Here well, I had the... It seems superhuman on the football field, right? But we're all human. It's just a restroom break. No worries, DK. We'll be returning to the game shortly. Breaking news. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to embarrass anybody. And DK Metcalf later tweeted out, 
That clinch walk wouldn't have made it. <laughs> which is why he got carted so off. So what I was I was able to learn too is that at that at Ford Field the the path to get to the the men's room where he needed to go is like the longest in the league too. So pretty smart, <laughs> I, I think <laughs> if you can get chauffeured, uh, right? Why not take right it? On. That's always right? been that, it, that's always been my yeah. Uh, it, my hey, Paul, oh, Pierce, Paul Pierce believes that. Paul Pierce believes in the escort. Yeah. Yes, he does. Even if it's a wheelchair that's escort. That's right. My first award has nothing to do with this uh, line of thinking. Oh. Like, oh, it's on. the coaches always coach award. Mike Leach of Mississippi State did an on-field interview with Alyssa Lang of SEC Network right after the Bulldogs beat Texas A&M. So Lang, the reporter, had a big smile on her face and she knew she had Leach in a good mood after a win. So she asked for wedding advice on her upcoming marriage. Here's uh, Mike Leach in Mike Leach form. Why is this not playing? Oh, come on. It's not playing for some reason. I can confirm it was funny. It was funny. <laughs> Trust us on that one, man. I, I, I don't know why it won't play. Oh, um, no, that makes my mouth feel good. <laughs> oh, that's not it. <laughs> uh, anyway, he was asking all kinds of questions about uh, Alyssa Lang's fiance and Trevor, and he basically gave them the uh, the advice to elope. Say, like, listen. The women in your family will be really mad for about three days, but it's well worth it. Elope. Well, my, my, my. <laughs> and he also said, my first piece of advice would be to keep all of your plans private, which you clearly haven't yeah. done. I'm sure Trevor That's wanted funny. you to keep your plans private, but you blew it. <laughs> yeah, you blew it. That's exactly. Funny. Yeah, She's just smiling the whole time. It was a pretty funny exchange. Yeah, it was It was pretty funny. Okay, so are you coming to me now? Yes. Okay. Uh, this is the Party Like It's 2009 award. Goes to noted football school, Kansas. The Kansas Jayhawks are in the AP Top 25 for the first time since October 18th, 2009. They're ranked number 19 right now after a 5-0 and start. Kansas, May, many other basketball schools also turn into football schools at some point in our lifetimes. <laughs> like it. Yeah, I mean, Kentucky was ranked in the top 10 until this week. They were. Yeah, They were. How about that? Do they haven't been good since... Uh, starting off all right? Well, Mark Mangino was at his name. I knew you were going to go there, Jared. You ever see that guy, Jared? One of the greatest football pictures of all time was when they made the Orange Bowl and he's standing next to the Orange Bowl mascot, <laughs> which is just <laughs> a giant gosh. orange. Oh, and he's like, and he's like looking like, who? Oh. <laughs> Where is he these days? Mark Mangino? Yeah. No idea. Okay. All I right. He's doing okay. The yeah. uh, I'm going to give the Culture Award to the St. Louis Cardinals. Great scene at Bush Stadium yesterday. Uh, Albert Pujols, by the way, remarkable stat in another he's been a season full of them. He homered in his first at bat at Bush Stadium in 2001. Homered in his last at bat at Bush Stadium yesterday. The Cardinals staged a moment where they came out and they took out Yadier Molina, Adam Wainwright, and Albert Pujols at the same time time it, for innovation it was just it was stirring it was it was one of those things where you step back and you go as a baseball town that city's doing it right yeah i mean three guys over the age of 40 that they're relying on yeah. and they're going to the playoffs and beloved <laughs> right yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, my next award is the Not Everybody's Got Aaron Judge Fever Award, and I'm giving it to two people, uh, Sean McDonough and Scott Hansen. First on uh, Saturday, I'm, now I'm hoping I'm relying on sound here. I'm hoping this plays. Oh, no. Um, Matt Berry back at the ESPN studios threw it back 
after uh, an update and let uh, well I'll let, I'll, I'll, I'll let the audio play. Devin, oh, by the way, McDonough, the tarp is on the field at Yankee Stadium. <laughs> oh, what a shame. <laughs> <laughs> because ESPN had been cutting in for the last two Saturdays oh. to college football with the Aaron Judge at bats. And then yesterday on NFL Red Zone, Scott Hansen. He is stopped. Let's go double box for the first time today. You'll notice that no pitcher is pitching around Aaron Judge in this double box. Now, we have a double box with Justin Herbert and the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, there's wow. not a lot of college football fans wow. and pro football fans that do not give a rat's behind about baseball, so they were irked about it, but so so are some of the announcers, I guess. <laughs> Man. Uh, finish this off, Sarah. Okay, you got it. Uh, this Translation, last award. Jared only prepared one. No, I had, I had my other one was also the same one as uh, Dan. Oh, wow. Got it. Uh, this final award is the big diesel, the big cactus, the big owner? Question mark? Uh, TMZ reported a few days ago, in, they had a conversation with Shaquille O'Neal that he is interested in buying Robert Sarver's share of the Suns. Um, but apparently, Shaq very quickly learned that Jeff Bezos of Amazon fame uh, could be in that mix and decided he did not want to compete against Jeff Bezos, but if he wants to be part of a Bezos ownership group, Shaq would like to participate. He said, let me tell you something. I'm scared of big man JB. Shaq O'Neal is scared of big man JB, so that is why he will not compete against Jeff Bezos in a bid. Wow. Shaq's scared of JB. (laughs) Big man JB, that is. Big man JB, I'm scared of him. (laughs) Uh, the that wasn't bad, Jared. That Thank was pretty you. good. No, it really isn't. Yeah. And Mark Mangino update. He has lost 125 pounds, apparently, but he's been retired since 2015, partially because, I'm looking at his Wikipedia page, the controversy segment has, uh, section has six entries oh. throughout his career. So oh, I no. think he, uh, yeah, several different probations, investigations, incidents, and controversies throughout wow. his career. I didn't know he was that controversial. He's no Urban Meyer. He's like four Urban Meyers. I'll bet, I'll bet he does stir the soup at a buffet, though. Right. Oh, that's, that's a man that won't stand for film on the soup. Are you kidding me? There's a hardware. We do it every Monday. It's brought to you by Revitalize. Coming up next, we will end our portion of Big Red Monday with a little Big Red Crosstalk with Wolf and Luke. Pickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. The home of Arizona Cardinals football. 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Bickley and Murata, Wolf and Luke, Big Red Monday, Crosstalk. Hey, every Monday, win or lose, here on Big Red Monday, we get uh, to end our show by talking with Wolf and Luke, who've got the airwaves for the next four hours, live from the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center in Tempe. Cardinals beat the Panthers 26-16. Always more fun to talk about a win, guys, but uh, it, it wasn't a seamless win for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Wolf, I'll start with you. What did you like the most? What did you like the least about what you saw yesterday? Um, you know, I was just talking to Luke about this very thing. The Cardinals are 2-2, two and two and their offenses suck buttermilk for the most part. I mean, that to me is the most encouraging thing about this whole thing. Um, where's your confidence level on, with this team going forward if this offense doesn't get more consistent? 
like we saw them do in the first half of last season. And the fact that they're two and two right now, that really encourages me because somehow, some way, they found a way to win a couple of games when their offense has been struggling. Luke? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel a lot better about the defense than I expected to four weeks into the season. I think Vance Joseph is doing an amazing job, and I get Carolina's not. They're just not very good offensively outside of Christian McCaffrey, but still, the defense has been pretty good now for basically three games, two and a half games, and considering what the Chiefs just did to Tampa last night, and you can kind of maybe throw the Chiefs game out if the defense keeps playing well. Uh, what I don't like is end arounds to Rondale Moore on fourth and inches. <laughs> yeah. That, um, we stop this, those? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it looked like Carolina was waiting for that because they knew they weren't just going to hand off to James Conner. So, yeah, th- that I'm I'm over that. I, I'm over burning timeouts to, to prevent delay of games. I think, we could, I think we've seen enough of that as well. We could yeah. flush yeah, that while we're at it. I'd probably got a yeah. season's worth of those yeah. already taken. Let's, let's focus on Rondale Moore. Getting him back, obviously, is a boost potentially for this offense. You know, last year, especially in the second half of the year, I think the Cardinals struggled on how to employ Rondale Moore. Uh, he operated in kind of this little horizontal rectangle instead of stretching the field. Uh, we saw that again yesterday. Uh, four touches on the day for seven yards for Rondale Moore. Uh, what do you think the issue is there? They're not using him correctly, in my opinion. (laughs) Rondell Moore has got to be a vertical threat. I've been talking about this from the moment he showed up. I mean, I understand the the fact that he's a 4-3 guy. I understand you want to get him the ball, and you think he's very, very explosive and creative. And I understand that. There's nothing wrong with that. But you've got to go ahead and show people that you can run by other people. And this is something you've got to put on tape. Otherwise, that secondary is just going to suck up to him, and he's not going to be open nearly as much. He's got to run the the corner routes, the post routes, the go routes. He's got to run deep routes, run by people, and throw it up. That was the best thing that actually happened in that second half in particular, is the fact that Arizona Cardinals started throwing the ball down the field. Yeah, yeah. I just I was going to say I mean he, Rondale Moore right now is a microcosm of the whole offensive. You've got a guy like that that can run fast. Let him run fast. If you have James Conner that can run up the middle, let him run up the middle. If you have a quarterback that can scramble and get you yards, and we saw this yesterday, let him. I, I, we don't need to overthink things on offense, and it still feels like that's what they're doing. And Rondale Moore is, is like the personification of that right now. One of the things that that I did like, and I told this to Vinny, it's it, the, the the Cardinals trio of running backs right now: James Conner, Eno Benjamin. Um, and on down the line, Daryl Williams, the three guys that they've got right now, they run north-south. They hit the hole and they go. And I think that speaks to what, what Wolf likes to talk about in terms of having a, the right physical mindset in attacking a line of scrimmage. And I and to their credit, at, at the very least, you can say they stuck with the running game yesterday. Yes, so, so no, I like did. that. Danny, it was huge. It was huge. Is that your question? Yeah, I don't know. I'm just, yeah, I'm just, you know, just I'm just spouting you. is what I'm doing. Well, no, no, Dan, do. I, I'm telling you right now, you, you just nailed it right there. This team is so much better when they adopt a physical mentality. 
they are so much better when they do it. When when they when listen, I call it the D meter. And think of all the way to the left being deceptive, all the way to the right being destructive. You need that arrow to point straight up because you need a combination of those two things, deception and destruction. Right now, the Arizona Cardinals offense, the needle's pointing way over towards deception as opposed to destruction. And every time they go out and they become more physical, which they did in the second half yesterday, much more physical in in terms of attacking the line of scrimmage and running in a north-south kind of way. Every time they do that and attack vertically, they're, they're good. And that's what they did in that second half, and they got to build off that going forward. You guys left out the fact that Eno also kicks and tackles, too. You have that to put was, that on his resume. And you know what? I love that because he he took like a 25-yard run-up, and, he, and he, kicked, <laughs> he kicked a scud, and then he made the tackle. One of the greatest things I've ever seen as a, as a special teams transitional technician. Can I tell you right now, the daily double. That's what we call Are you kidding me to kick the ball off? and then run down the field and you're the guy who makes a tackle? You just don't see that. That's legendary. Especially when you're not a kicker or a tackler. (laughs) It's a running back. It was all attitude. That's what I loved about it. 90% of uh, kickers making tackles on special teams is when they're the last guy back, the last line of defense, and Eno didn't uh, didn't believe in that. Uh, Different change today. Uh, Cliff, a little bit earlier today, your your weekly visit will be at 1.30. Is that right? Yep. Cliff uh, Cliff Kingsbury at 1.30, yeah. All right. We'll be listening. All right, boys. Uh, Wolf and Luke coming up next. Uh, And again, Cliff Kingsbury will join them for his weekly visit at 1.30 today. That is going to do it for us on this Big Red Monday. Thanks to Kyle Vandenbosch for joining us. Thanks to you for hanging out. As always, we appreciate it. We'll be back tomorrow morning at 6. Like I said, Wolf and Luke up next here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Have a great day, everybody.